Welcome to the Venue Solutions Audio Podcast for July 1st, 2010. This is podcast number three. I'm your host, William Zellers. I'm your co-host, Matt Wallace. And we made it up to three podcasts so far, so I think we're going to... I think gonna we have something on. going on I here. I think we may have a, something we can make a habit forming. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Uh, our website, if anyone doesn't know, is www.venue.com. We also use, we're on the Twitters at venue v we're on the twitter that's how it's referred to <laughs> okay um we're on twitter at uh, at v-e-n-y-u that's our like our hq uh you know our main company uh twitter account we also have one called venue cares v-e-n-y-u cares that uh, we're trying to get ramped up and get our engineers working on and kind of building a little bit closer knit community with our customers and potential customers and vendors and so on so what's on topic for today Matt. Well, today, well, actually, can I mention our blog as well? Oh, blog, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the blog. Yeah, blog.venue.com. Go check that out as well. Um, so today, we're talking about connectivity. With hurricane season here, last night, I'm sure you know, Hurricane Alex hit uh, the south tip of Texas, Mexico. Um, I mean, it, it's in full swing. Uh, mm-hmm. Us in Baton Rouge, we're ha- we have some clouds and some wind and all that, so... Yep. It's uh, it's here to stay for the summer and a little bit into the fall. I hate saying this, but I'm so glad it went that way. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> we're always ready for disaster recovery. You know, we 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 have everyone on standby, and we we're we're ready to go when we have a problem. But boy, I'm glad it went the other way. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It, it's it's always a disaster. Um, so one of the key components, though, to a solid DR plan is connectivity. Connectivity of users, hardware access to the software, people's phones, all that stuff. Um, last week, I went to a IT director's roundtable discussion. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like a lot of fun. It actually kind of was, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were all provided a list of 20 questions. Tw- uh, there were questions slash topics revolving around DR preparedness, hurricane preparedness, things to consider when you're putting together sure. a DR plan. Sure. And so we went down the list. This was like a two-hour session. We blew through the first half, like in five minutes, it felt like. Mm-hmm. When we got to questions regarding con- connectivity, VoIP, how do people connect to the uh, the company's IT infrastructure, sure, sure. we spent like an hour talking about it. So it's a big deal. People, people, I guess maybe they're not considering it when they're thinking about their DR plans, or yep. maybe they're, that is the topic that, that that's hot. So I thought it'd be good for us to just kind of chat about it and uh, maybe help some of our listeners out. So definitely question definitely. question for you will when we talk about connectivity what yes. are we referring to could you give a quick definition quick well, rundown yeah basically you know when you look at doing an off-site recovery you're not recovering to your normal business location so your internet service provider is most likely changed your ip address scheme has changed and you have to think about how people get to the data how people get to your services or, or websites or, or systems and you know, kind of a, a lot of the buzzwords that people will talk about now, and we're going to—I'll define a couple of them here—is um, you know, looking at VPNs, virtual private networks, which is a can be a hardware or software means to get people from one location securely from one location or connection from wherever they are, whether if it's a remote office and you're using a hardware VPN to get to a disaster recovery site, or if you have people that are out floating around at you know, grandmother's houses or, or family members, which we saw definitely during Katrina and Gustav, oh, yeah. people weren't going to offices. They weren't going to a specific off-site location. They were working from home. How do you get the users connected to the systems securely in, a, in an off-site data center? 
So software VPNs allow that. So a client will, you know, they'll have their laptop or desktop. They they download the software and they create a secure tunnel between their computer or house or business to the data center, right? So that's what that's in a Some nutshell. Some people call that tunneling in, right? Yes. Is that a, a same kind of thing? Exact same thing. Okay. Yeah. So when you bring up a VPN connection, you're building a protected tunnel between your wherever you are, mm-hmm. where it can be a laptop, it can be, it actually can be an iPhone, because VPN software is now included with the iPhone, to get you securely from that off-site device or devices to, to your secure data, to your data center, to your off-site DR location, and so on. So that's mainly the, the, the gist of what VPNs and how they're used. Very important when you think about DR, okay? And we'll get, in, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, VDs, I'm not laughing, but typically that stands for virtual desktops. And um, you know that's basically thinking about how your user is going to interact. A lot of times when people go and they're working remotely, they'll have core applications. They may have their office suite, email, you know, but then you start looking at customizable apps like accounting software or um, you know something specialized where a person just can't go to some other home, like you know your, your grandma's house, and sit down and log into her machine. And well, where's your apps? You may be able to get connectivity to your office, and maybe able to get your file servers and uh, email and whatnot. But a lot of times, companies will have specialized applications they need to run, mm-hmm. and virtual desktops allow them to um, instead of having the software installed either on their laptop or, or wherever they're at, they can actually remotely control a pre-set-up desktop at okay. the DR site. Okay. And, and a lot of people think that that's actually easier to do in a disaster recovery scenario because you have a server that's dedicated to having uh, these desktops provisioned. Now, this can be by way of VMware View, which is very, very hot right now. It's a very efficient way, very powerful way to manage mm-hmm. multiple desktops. Citrix? Citrix, absolutely. Okay. Uh, you know, Zen Desktop, and also things like just regular old Windows Terminal Server, mm-hmm. where a client will then, instead of, you know, they'll bring up the VPN on their remote location and then connect securely to the data center, and then they'll launch a desktop that's actually at the data center. Okay. okay. So all of their custom applications have usually been pre-installed, pre-tested, ready to go in terms of in whenever they have a disaster. So that's that's another key component. That's that's you know virtual desktops and, and this type of uh, connectivity is very very important. Um, it makes it a lot easier when we're doing DR. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you've survived several disasters, hurricanes, namely Katrina, Gustav, yep. Rita. And I know you've helped numerous business businesses stay in business just with uh, the work you've done here at Venue. Oh, yeah. Tell some of our listeners about some of the connectivity challenges you've seen our customers face in the past. Well, talking about some of the things that we have, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk a little bit before we get started about one client that uh, we had during Katrina. I'll take a second to talk about this. And it was really one of our six, first success stories. We had a law firm um, that was based in New Orleans. And when Katrina actually hit, it was like that Monday morning, I think, when like the levees busted and the customers were like, okay, like we're declaring, okay, so we're coming to the data center, get ready. And literally by the time they declared in the morning to that afternoon, you know, later on in the afternoon, uh, they came to our business continuity center, which is basically a cube farm that our customers can come in, sit down, and and basically they have um, desktops, you know, they have uh, places for uh, phones, uh, internet connectivity, and so on. Um, by the time they got to our business continuity center, we had their email recovered, we had their document management system recovered, 
and um, they literally sat down at their desk was like and they were like it's just like we're at our office mm-hmm. it's fantastic that's awesome um you know, so some of the challenges that we look at in, in, in this, and they experienced this as well, uh, we were able to help them fairly easily getting around these. But um, the most thing that people need to consider, not only recovering your servers and recovering your data, your services, the things that you mm-hmm. provide, you really have to think about how do you, the various ways to get users to those servers, okay? So in a lot of ways, customers were uprooted from their homes, so no internet connectivity. They had to find internet connectivity wherever that is. Right. They didn't have uh, any, you know, a lot of times companies will have satellite offices around a city. In cases of New Orleans, those satellite cities were out as well. Satellite um, offices were out as well. So what do you do? So the big challenge is looking at how to get people to the data. And that really is, I would almost say half the DR problem is, you know, getting people to the services, to the things they need. Uh, so looking at things like, again, like VPNs, okay, whether you have someone out on a desktop who's working from, you know, several states over to uh, actually in, in some more bigger environments, they'll actually designate a, a, a out-of-town business or an out-of-town, um, not a warehouse, but, you know, a place that they can go to where they can have a uh, satellite office and getting the hardware, read, or having it already provisioned to where that entire office can be extended to the DR location, right? right? And, and and the law firm that I was talking about, you know, started off doing onesie twosies with the laptops and mm-hmm. getting things connected, but when they in a prolonged outage like Katrina, they had to actually open kind of a second business. Yeah. So when they did that, they didn't think about, oh, gee, now I need to go buy you know routers, I need to go buy firewalls, I need to have this configured. Sure. So there was some time that they had to stop and say, okay, well, you know, we got everything recovered. But in this new building that we're moving into temporarily, we don't. How do we get to our data? Yeah. And you know, thinking about that and ahead of time, thinking about you know spending the money, having all these devices ready to go, ready packaged. That when you 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 do fail, you know, when there's a catastrophic failure of, of a you know site or earthquake or something, uh, you just unbox it and plug mm-hmm. it in. And, we call and that pre-staging. Pre-staging. Yeah. And a lot of, in fact, um, the test that the, the same company did later. They literally just had it in like a kind of a crash cart, and they had it where when 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 they left the building, that was one of the last things they picked up was the crate of all the network gear. Oh wow, yeah. So when they went to whatever location it was, whether if it was in New Orleans or you know Jackson, Mississippi, or wherever they plugged into for their site office, they had everything ready. You know, and things like that are really are really important to think about. Well, I think uh, what what happens here is companies. Well, maybe not companies all companies, but some companies can overlook the human element here. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think technology can really shine. I mean, you've got a, a group of employees that's displaced from their homes. Sure. They have families with them. You know, I mean, the last thing on their mind in a situation like that, you're evacuating, you got the family dog, you got the, mm-hmm. the kids goldfish bowl. The last thing is, how am I going to connect to the office? So oh, applications like this, like the virtual desktop or terminal services or whatever, that allows them to be at grandma's house and completely out of the state or whatever and still be able to do the work they need to do because their business has to continue yeah i mean thinking like you said the human element element actually thinking about where do people sleep yeah specifically with katrina i mean we had we had customers that um you know came to us saying hey we're declaring and i mean these were people who i literally was in the lobby and this guy was bawling his eyes out lost his house Mm. you know what do you do how do you prepare for that 
And, you know, we had people, you know, because we were helping so many people and we were we were really doing a lot of good work for the, the community here and also in New Orleans, we had people sleeping in the corridor mm-hmm. who just didn't have the human element taken care of. And, boy, that really is a very important part to just, you know, the entire DR yeah. you know, disaster readiness, right? Yep. So, yeah, important stuff. Well, so kind of along those lines and going back to the, uh, the meeting I was at last week, how is it that connectivity in a DR scenario like this, how, how is it so seemingly commonly overlooked? Yeah, it's it's mainly overlooked because people spend a lot of energy and time thinking about the other half of the equation, which is more visible. It's more tangible. Okay, So a, a company is saying, okay, we, we need to design a DR, DR disaster coverage scenario. The first thing they think about is, what, what? Data. Computer systems, data. You know applications and these things are very you know you can start work and finish them mm-hmm. okay and um, it's very tangible you know you you have something in your hand to, f- to to finish with after you're done and it's very cut and dry you know you don't you, you, you it's like adding one plus one mm-hmm. you know at least these days you, you you find the systems you need to recover you use tools to do the recovery whether it's virtualization or leasing hardware, which, you know, we think is a bad idea because virtualization rocks. But, you know, getting, right. you know, that's actually easy. Um, and it's something you can foresee and plan for a lot easier than um, when you have to think about all the different ways people will get to data, okay? You know what happens when a server fails. You recover it. You recover your data. You, you put your IP addresses back on. You have your drives map. You know, you have your, your, your storage there. You, you do it and you put it away. And in most cases, when you have disaster, it's a very replicable, uh, you know, you can replicate that really easily. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is when you start looking at how to get people to, to data and when that variable, meaning, because you don't know if it's an earthquake, you don't know if it's a hurricane, you don't know if it's a, a really, really bad hurricane, you don't know if it's a hurricane that basically, you know, destroys half a city because levees break, you know, you, that's a much more, that targets moves around a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to, to nail down. And people will think about it, but they don't keep thinking about it. Yeah. You know, and, and testing and thinking the different scenarios that you got to get your people to, da- to the data, that's very, very important. Yeah. Well, I know you like to say test, 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 and test again. Yes. And just go, just for good measure, go ahead and test again. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's, that's critical. You in know, the it, absolutely. And, and the, the other thing that people, you know, in terms of other, other things that people need to, to regard is uh, even things like DNS. Yeah, and that's something yeah, of that course. that's something that um, we had a client that didn't think about DNS, and it took them a little longer to rec- we recovered all the data. The data was there. No one could get to it. And, and you know, yeah, and, and so the client's like, "Hey, I got my server recovered. All my data's up to date. I've got I didn't lose any data. Email systems were relatively intact and relatively up to date. I'm ready to go." But my website, when I go to www. you know whatever. com, it's not coming up. And we said, "That's right." We need to have you go change your DNS record yeah. because your, you know, your IP address to domain name has mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to happen wherever you go. Mo- sure. In most ninety percent of the cases, when you're doing disaster recovery, your IP, your external IP address is going to change. You have to go update DNS, domain name re- um, resolution. And the guy was like, "I have no idea where that login password oh, is." No. <laughs> to register.com. It or was something? it was Network Solutions okay, and. Yeah. The guy who was the technical and administrative, I think, well, I don't know if it was a technical and administrative, but the technical contact mm-hmm. had left the company. So this guy calls in, and he's just like the IT guy. 
And he calls Network Solutions like, I, I need to get into this domain and change a, a, an A record for my www.domain account. And the guy was like, well, you need to talk to this person. And, right. and the IT guy was like, look, I, he's gone. I need to make this change. So it took a little bit of work mm. doing multiple, doing faxes, you know, pulling out some old technology, but yeah. to get faxes done on letterhead to make sure that this guy could get in and change a DNS record. Wow, something most so people, simple, huh? Something very, very simple. And most people do think about this, but a lot of times the simple things get overlooked. Mm. And in this case, you know, everything was fine. He had his users ready to, he, their users were connected via mm. VPN. Everything was working, but his external customers could not get anywhere. Yeah. You know, and had, there were some problems getting mail. And it took, it took you know, uh, it took a little few hours for him to get things squared away with the, the solution, you know, the, the registrar and make sure everything was on the up and up. And once it happened, everything was fantastic. Sure. He was he was sitting pretty. Yeah. But there was a few few hours where he was tense going, if I don't get this up, oh, I know. all this work, all this disaster recovery, you know, hardware, software planning, documentation yeah. is gone. It, I got to get this going. Okay. So on that note, what would be maybe the top three or top five components of this, this, this part of the DR plan that you would say listeners please don't forget about DNS and what else? What next? You know, I'll go back to the big thing is, you know, making absolutely sure that you know the systems that you're recovering. Uh, this is kind of going off of connectivity, right? But knowing the systems that you have to recover. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, I have just an email server and all it does is email. But, you know, without actually going and digging around, you may find, and, and this is, happens in the IT world as well, someone thinks, oh, I'm going to run this accounting software on the mail server. Mm. You know, mail server's not real busy, the software's not really intensive, I'm going to put it on there. So knowing your systems, having kind of the prepackaged documentation of what your footprint is, your data, your service footprint, of what you're going to be recovering, having that documented is very, very important. It's one part of the total disaster recovery documentation plan. Um, the other thing and the main thing is the second half half of the problem is getting your users or customers, you know, if, it's a, if it's a, it could be your customers, mm -hmm. to the data. Mm -hmm. You know, making absolutely yep. sure that I think about how, you know, Tom, Jane, and, and, and Harry, when they're spread across maybe multiple states, maybe at parents, grandparents' houses, getting them to the data and actually working, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, a disaster recovery plan is great getting your you know, your tangible things recovered, you know, data back on disk and services started and, 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 and functionality going. But if there's no one going to use it, no one can get to it to use it, it's kind of it's kind of failed, right? Well, sure, sure. Um, and then again, like you said earlier, test, test, test. Because, you know, testing connectivity, making sure that you plan for where you're going, mm -hmm. having multiple places to go, not just one place, because you have you may have multiple places that are damaged that you you know, you're sending them to somewhere that's not a good place to, to, yeah. to connect from. Um, and and also thinking about um, when you do have um, small changes that go into a system. You know, someone say, well, I just updated this application. It's not such a big deal. But make sure that you test every scenario. Yeah. You know, do multiple tests. And actually do mock tests. Uh, I like know a fire one, drill like a fire elementary drill. school. I know one company. Yeah. I know two companies. One... Um, takes very very a lot of care in doing mock fire drills mm -hmm. they do they do a test of their data they do a test of their server environment and then they actually take you know a couple people and they go around and they act like they don't have an office and make sure that they're 
VPNs all work properly, that they're all, you know, we're, we're not having a problem. Uh, making sure that the, the building that they were going to is, is, is viable, that there's ISP there that's working with them, and, um, you know, they've got somewhere to go that works. Good story. It, it, that, that kind of story is, is super helpful, I think. So the three things you mentioned, know your systems, the footprint, and document. Yes, right? absolutely. <laughs> know your connectivity needs and document that, right? Yep. And then test. Test, test, test. Yeah. Well, I want to mention, uh, I think we see Venue ourselves as being DR experts, you know? I mean, we've... We have lived these disasters, real-life disasters, and our systems are mm-hmm. battle-tested, as we like to say. Yep. Um, so in conjunction with that, we have a DR seminar coming up July 15th Cool. here at the Data Center. We're going to have Dell, Veeam, V-E-E-A-M. If you haven't heard of them or seen them, go check them out, veeam.com. Yep. Really, really impressive they make software. A, they make two really good pieces of software that, that we look at. Uh, for doing disaster recovery, especially when you're looking at virtual to virtual disaster right, recovery, right. makes it really, really easy. And, and, and our guys have looked at different uh, packages, and we found Veeam is just being you know, rock solid. And they also make an application that we use a lot when we're doing copying of data. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll do it over the network uh, by using uh, SSH or SCP, you know, secure copy. Okay. Uh-huh. And they make a um, really, really good software that compresses the data when you're copying it between two places. And we use it a lot when we move data from server to server or sand to sand. Sure. Uh, when, we're ha- when we're having to do it over a network. So yeah. to, uh, there's a lot of nice uh, products that company uh, the company has. Good. Well, if you're in the Gulf Coast region, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Lafayette, that, that area, feel free to come out. We'd love to see you. You can register online, www.venue.com forward slash DR seminar. So we'd love to see you. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. All right. See you guys next time.